What's good, family? We need judges for the Wilbert C. Jordan Research Forum. The research forum will take place in person at AMET on April 15th and 16th in Orlando, Florida. Those with experience in research are invited to volunteer to judge our pre-medical and medical student poster presentations and oral presentations. A scoring rubric will be provided. Register by March 14th to be considered. The form is available in the SNMA Opportunities newsletter. So if you have questions, contact Whitney George and Bisuela Dada. SNMA Wilbert C. Jordan Research Forum Committee Co-Chairs. 2021 to 2022 at diversity at SNMA.org. Now you already know what time it is. What time it is? Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to SNMA Presents The Lounge. Whether you're in the student lounge, doctor's lounge, or lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. I am student Dr. Erica Dingle. What's up, y'all? And today, in honor of Black History Month, with a little twist, our icebreaker is going to be, what is your favorite hashtag black Twitter moment? And I guess why? So mine is the white people put this much salt on. Do y'all remember that? Where they were showing yeah. it. Yeah, it was yeah. like a little bit of yeah. like a pinch of salt. And then they would go around to like a pot of chicken. Yeah. So that was, that was mm-hmm. my favorite one. What about y'all? Right. All right. Well, hey, guys, I'm student Dr. Isabella, my favorite black Twitter moment. Um, You know, that trend where it was like the African-American or the black urge to and then like it drifts off and like someone says like what that urge would be. Mm. So like that was just funny to me because it was just like I remember one there was one that I remember to this day. It was like the African-American urge to like take all the napkins at Chipotle. Like (laughs) that's That's just crazy because that's what they yeah because i really do have that urge all the time so i just that was so funny to me so yeah that was my favorite black twitter moment (laughs) what's popping everybody student dr aldwin i'd say my favorite black twitter moment would be seeing everybody after uh the black panther movie wakanda forever everybody standing in front of the movie theaters and just feeling like just empowered i had to see that movie three times and i still get chills when i watch it like so I don't know. That was, it was just something different, something that we could claim stake for our ownership, for our communities. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this is for us, by us, right. and forever on us. So shout out to Wakanda. Shout out to, you know, everybody that's represented. And Chadwick Boseman, may his spirit live on forever, ever, ever, ever. Oh, wait, you saw it three times in the theaters, though? Oh, yeah. wow. I spent the bread. That's a... That, that's supporting yeah supporting, supporting black yeah. it's going directly black to creation them. i mean it's on disney fans. plus now so i've seen it multiple times like past few times ever since they put on disney plus but i think that's like that's and still the album too to be hidden too make sure you check out the album oh, too. But yeah. wait did y'all hear that's all true. when he said no concession stand so we can con- concur and conclude together that it was not a date 
Because you got to hit the concession stand if it's a date. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Except, no, no, you don't. That's you cap. Stop. What? What? Yo, oh, so when you take, wait, yo, hold on. Oh, shorty got so the bag. Wait. I put the popcorn, 25 cent popcorn in the bag like I was 10 years old with the little <laughs> oh, 25 no. cent drinks. And we just walk right in there. Like, we just chilling. Oh, what no. You, you bring you bring your food to the theater? I'm yeah. stirring the pot. Yeah, sometimes. I'm getting Uh-oh. y'all ready for this black love segment. <laughs> All when all when takes chicks out on a date with, free with tips. popcorn. Free tips. Popcorn from outside. Free tips. Hilarious. All right. So you guys know what time it is, right? It's Ooh. time it's to run the list. Yeah, yeah. So for our preclinical students, running the patient list on the wards allows the team to address pressing matters of the day. In this segment of the show, We'll be discussing some recent events in medicine and beyond affecting our communities and the populations we serve. All right, guys, let's get right into it. It is literally February 1st as we are recording this episode. So we all know what February 1st is. Happy Black History Month, Black folk. Yeah. Amen. It's a holiday for us. Even though it's annoying that we have to spend this like holiday still kind of in a pandemic slash whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to call it like real life because i feel like this is just real life now like i, I to me calling a pandemic wouldn't even make any sense because it's just like this is just like how our lives are mm-hmm. now so yeah but black yeah. history month post pandemic um or like i guess peri pandemic whatever um and so the theme for 2022 focuses on the importance of black health and wellness and kind of paying homage to black medical providers and scholars um mm-hmm. And so basically, we're just kind of considering activities, rituals, and initiatives that Black communities have done to be well. Um, and so kind of just, you know, mulling over those things. I mean, what do you guys, what resonates with you guys when it comes to just Black History Month and just like, what are some wellness things or th- like things you guys do to encourage wellness um, throughout your lives? And how do you guys think you're going to, you know, amplify that during this I month? I think that's taken like a, it, it looks so different today than it did years ago. One thing that came to mind mm-hmm. was... Right. You know how black churches always do like these health drives? And I feel like yep. that is one way to definitely get engaged with the black community regarding health. Um, today, though, right. how that might look, maybe doing yoga, right? Like tapping into the, the health mm. aspects that really get draw people in now. Stretching, right. um, meditation, things that aren't necessarily medicine specific, but still engage people. Right. So very different from before. Right. Yeah, for me, you just like Erica mentioned, you know, getting tap I already do like yoga, meditation, mindfulness. I got this app uh that allows me to see like affirmations every morning and just like self affirming mm-hmm. myself and believing in my confidence, believing in the ritual that you know, as a black man I have to represent something greater than myself. And also right. like Every day, like I'm educating myself. You know, we talk about black medical providers and scholars. You know, we talk about Dr. Solomon Carter Fuller, you know, the first black neuropsychiatrist. I mean, I'm applying to neuropsychiatry who helped founded Alzheimer's. You know, we talk about, mm-hmm. you know, Madam C.J. Walker, who was had a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like going through the beauty supply line. We talk about Marshall Wal- Walter Taylor, who's the first African-American American to get a gold medal in cycling. So for me, just seeing all of these greats and resonating with what the greatness they had and how I could be great just like them in just a different fashion in a different time. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing you can do. And then also there's a lot of opportunities, even in New York city, they actually have an opportunity where you could actually uh, do like underground, the New York city underground railroad. It's like $35 to 
So they oh, started wow. that today, actually, for the month of February. That's great. The New York right. Historical Gallery in Manhattan is also having a gallery of famous Black artists from the past uh, presenting their work. So there's a lot of different ways in which you can get tuned with Black history. And I implore y'all, please, it's one of the greatest things that we could contribute to ourselves is learning about our history. Because without our history, we'll never know our future. That's true. Right. And I'm and I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, Aldwin, because like, you know, that kind of speaks to like the importance of honoring those who came before us, right? Like mm-hmm. in order to now continue this fight for civil civil liberties today. Um, but like, do you guys feel like, you know, even with doing that, like, as you mentioned, like Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. you know, the first black neuropsychiatrist and all these other figures, you know, do we feel like since their time that, you know, that they were able, or, you know, some of them are still living, some of them are past, but like since the time that they kind of started this this like initiative to like create more equality or as i like to say equity i prefer equity over equality because Mm -hmm. i feel like equality kind of assumes that everybody is starting from the same level when we know that for black Mm -hmm. and a lot you know black and brown folk we don't have that so it's really equity which is trying to get everybody first and foremost to the level that will equalize like or that will kind of make us all Mm -hmm. like on the same path even with those who didn't have the same like foot, like the same head start as uh, you know mm. our white counterparts. Um, but do you guys feel like we've reached that point of equity yet? Like, do you or do you Izzy, guys think you know? Izzy, explain the, the difference between equity and equality for us that are less intellectually served. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I kind of rushed through that explanation. But you no know, pimping. for our beautiful, amazing listeners, oh yeah, no, this is the kind of pimping that I like. See, when my <laughs> when my surg- my surgical resident pimped me last week. I was, you know, shaking in my boots, but you know, you got this, <laughs> this is the kind of family that I like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so equity. So let's think about it like this, right? Where every, I don't know if everyone has seen that image that kind of circulated on social media where somebody's trying to look at a field, right? So you yeah. have like a small boy, you have like a, a father who's like clearly much taller. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So then like the, 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 the father doesn't need a step stool in order to see the field. He can just stand and just look over. Right. But the small boy, he just doesn't have the height to get him to be at the same level of his dad. So the small boy requires a step stool, right. To step on so he can be level with his Mm -hmm. father. So in that same vein in say equity versus equality with equity, we're assuming that black people, we were lower, right? Like we started Mm -hmm. at this bottom portion and white people were already above us. So now it's like, in order for us to even be at the same level as them, we need something that's going to elevate us to a point that we can be on equal standing with our white counterparts. So that's kind of the difference versus equality assumes that everybody has the same resources and everyone started the same. And now we just want to equal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But equity is actually like bringing to attention that no, there's some people who didn't even have that, that's that like head start and they need that push first and foremost. So that's kind of the difference between the two. And I love you mentioned that, that the difference between the actual wording, because this is my thought on it. Until that black boy from the South Bronx has the same opportunity to go to medical school, to be entrepreneur, to be a sanitation worker as that kid in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is one of the richest cities in America. Mm-hmm. Until that happens, there ain't no equity. There, and obviously there's no obviously no e- equality in, in a sense in many ways. Right, right. And so we have to envision that for our futures and really c- help create the resources in our communities to revolutionize mm-hmm. our perception, how the world thinks of us, how we feel about ourselves. And as we mentioned, affirmation, self-affirmation, having a confidence. This is Black History Month. Like we got to cherish everything we got, but also cherish how much we can do and how much further we need to go. 
And I always right. envision this. I always talk about this collaboration, collaboration. Never share animosity toward the same person who has experienced animosity throughout the, their life. The generational trauma, all of that, man. Let's rid that, bro. Let's love, live, love, squash it. Yeah, I'm here for it. And you posed a really good question about honoring those who came before us. So, like, right, I think as medical professionals or students, whatever have you, it's so hard to stay the course sometimes. But imagine you had an ancestor that, like, literally, this is all they wanted to do. And they didn't have opportunity. Mm, right. I feel like keeping that in mind would be something that pushes me forward. Nobody in my in my family was right. really any anything medicine centered, but right. my goodness, the impact or just the magnitude of that weight. Like if somebody did and they weren't able to succeed, to know that you have that opportunity right. in twenty twenty two, that that speaks volumes, you know. Right. right that's a fact i agree and it's it's like it's just it's such a it's such a balance right because you know we we talk about like in terms of like we just talked about you know honoring our ancestors and trying to get to a place where we can you know show that we want to continue pushing forward and you know continuing their legacy and putting mm-hmm. in the work but you know you have people you know who do that every day in their lives you know they're they're making they're they're making achievements they're mm-hmm. putting in the work they're setting like new firsts and like setting new boundaries in terms of like how far we can go but then it's like what about like the space for you to just be able to just like like be a regular human being and not have to be so super like super human. superhuman mm-hmm. like you know and like kind of like being the one to has to break all of these like barriers for people. And, you know, this kind of comes into tribute of Lauren Smith Fields, who recently mm-hmm. committed suicide, um, a very accomplished black woman. She was Miss USA for, I think 2019 was the year that she was crowned Miss USA. She was a lawyer. She had her MBA. She was even like a TV correspondent um, for extra. So many accolades and like so many things, you know, that was, Oh wait, I think am I mixing up? Yeah, I'm it's cool. You, I'm literally I'm so sorry no, guys. Yeah. It's fine. So Lauren, so so let me backtrack. Okay. So yeah. I guess we're just gonna let's let's go actually to that person who was actually Chelsea uh Christ yeah. or Christ. Christ. Mm-hmm. I think it's Christ. Yeah. So that's who I was Christ. talking about. But we'll go back to Lauren Smith Fields like after this person. Um but Chelsea Christ, you know, twenty nineteen, like I said, Miss USA. She was an attorney. She has her MBA. She like did all of this like great work for the community, but she still found herself in a position where like it was just too much for her. like after all of the, the hard work that she's done and like all of the precedents that she set, she was still battling her own inner demons. And I think that's difficult to kind of like do when you know that you have the, the public eye on you and it's like everyone's kind of watching what you're doing. And then you still have to kind of put on this like perfect air. And it's just, I always find it so sad when like, when you have no suspicions that somebody's depressed or like something's going on, then all of a sudden they just Mm -hmm. happen to just like, you know, they just commit. That's always something that kind of gets me. So I don't know what you guys' thoughts are kind of just like on that happening. Cause that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think trauma in itself is not just a trauma that we like the actual event that happens throughout our lives, but also our reception or on our perspective on it. Um, I did some research and, one of her cousins uh, apparently told one of the news articles that she was called ancient at the age of 28. And in the world of pageantry, she actually won at a, a 
an age that was significantly older than the she average did. woman, you know, at the age of 29. Mm-hmm. And most of these women, unfortunately, are they experience, you know, uh, incessant psychiatric issues because they have to uphold a standard at the at every moment that they can, whether it's physically, right. whether it's the way they communicate, whether it's the way they dress. I mean, there's things like incessant tanning. They have to shop for meals constantly, watch their calorie intake. I mean, one of the yeah. women that uh, on the research articles I looked at, she said that she spent $500, $5,000 on one event just so she could accessorize herself. And so there's this constant pressure that doesn't necessarily become a narrative that is communicated. And right. we don't know, obviously, on the back end what really was happening. You know, at the end of the day, she left a note for her mother to say, leave my belongings to her. And then, you know, uh, her last post was, you know, uh, basically, like, everyone rest easy. I mean, basically, everyone find peace, essentially. Yeah. And that was very touching. And, you know, I ain't gonna lie, like, I really shed, shed a tear about that because here's a beautiful woman who some, everybody celebrated, loved, cherished in so many regards. And I'm not in the pageantry world, but especially for a black woman, we know that statistics are, you know, very alarming as it pertains to suicide and mental health mm-hmm. issues. And so, um, you know, I, it, it really left me speechless. And it it, it, it commends me to say, everybody, please find a therapist. Please always yeah. ask. It's not enough to ask, how are you? It's always right. good to ask, how are you mentally? Right. Can I help right. you? This is something that we mm-hmm. have to create a narrative in our communities because we pass by each other every day in the hallways, in in the residency lounge. Like when I see another, like today, I was at the Capitol building, downtown Atlanta. I saw another brother. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what's good? How you doing, my brother? Like, are you mentally mm-hmm. like I see him every day and I literally reinforce that every day intentionally. So the mm-hmm. intentionality to protect ourselves and protect our communities and our women and our men is so important and mm-hmm. crucial. Right. Yeah, I took it. I, I can't even front. I, I took it pretty hard learning about Chesley's passing. Um, I think yeah. mm-hmm. there are many of us black women black girls that love the pageantry life whether we've competed ourselves in the past um and there was just something that year i don't know if you guys remember 2019 was a rough year there was a lot going Mm -hmm. on a lot of racial injustice a lot of just Mm -hmm. civil Mm -hmm. unrest and we had three or four black queens that year um beautiful and i love you brought miss universe yeah it was all the whole everything the entire miss universe organization i think miss america as well so that that was huge mm-hmm. and pageant girls are not like chesley in terms of she was a lawyer um yeah so you're not talking about MBA. yeah like this isn't somebody that's just yeah. oh she's just pretty starting their life essentially yeah, or you know yeah, like she exactly. was established so she represented a lot for for mm-hmm. a lot of people um it, what a way to start. I mean, not start Black History Month, but you know, like it's just it's sad. Yeah. And I, I I hope that the conversation mm-hmm. of getting our minds right, um, yeah, kind of continues, and it's not such a stigma because we're, I mean we're gonna touch on him in a minute. Uh, Regina King's son, you know, like there's we're still facing yep. mental health issues at the end of the day and y'all know right. here on the lounge yeah. we want to uplift in any way possible this is healthcare yeah. at, at the crux of it so we got to do yeah. better right. at getting our our minds right and rest in peace to chesley man beautiful rest soul gone too soon but so beautiful right. yeah right. 
But yeah, we mentioned, or I mentioned, and sorry, yeah. Regina King's son, Ian Alexander Jr. Yep. A- another young man who suffered from mental health issues committed suicide on January 19th at the age of 26. I want to say on his birthday um, or like right yeah. around, very close to it. And yeah, yep. we were talking about, re- I think all, you, you know, you're our resident mental health specialist, <laughs> but Recent recent indi- re- sorry research indicates that blacks and African Americans believe that mild depression or anxiety would be considered quote unquote crazy in their social circles. Right. I want to put a pin in that. Furthermore, many believe that discussions about mental illness would not be appropriate even among family. So I'm putting a pin in this because my friends and I, I don't know about yeah. y'all circles, but we are like I'm in therapy. I'm going to therapy tomorrow. Like we talk about it and celebrate it at this point. Love it. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. Love it. I think, you know, this is a really important conversation, especially in black men in my personal circle. This is not something that's commonly encountered. I actually have a mm-hmm. friend who's had multiple thoughts of suicidal ideations and wanted to commit suicide, mm-hmm. but we always urge him to go to therapy. He's like, yo, you think I'm crazy? Like, yo, I'm not going to no therapy. Like that's, that's why wild, that's, what sucker, that's like some sucker. You know what I'm saying? And this is a commonality where, and then this gets reinforced because there's another one of my boys that they always in the same environment, they always like urging each other, egging each other on like, oh yeah, he the ops. Like they always say this about everybody else because we don't agree with the things that they be Not doing. Not the ops. You know, yeah. you know? <laughs> nah, like, for real, like, it's like, bro, like you've dealt with your, your mom yeah. picked you at a young age, you know, you dealt with physical abuse. Like you've never like been loved in many ways. You had to start working at a very young age, you know, and then was in the streets and all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like I urge black men, like in this space, like we got to, you know, find a way to organize and strategize toward creating peace in our own personal lives. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing to say, there's nothing wrong to say, I love you, bro. There's nothing to say wrong to say I'm emotional today. I don't feel well. There's nothing wrong to say I need to see somebody. I need someone to help alleviate some of the stresses in my life. And there's studies yeah. that have shown that suicide rates for black boys have increased from the year 2003 to 2017 mm. incrementally. You know? mm. and, and the crazy thing about it is that especially Regina King's son, you go on his Twitter, his last Twitter post, it said, I don't think IG is healthy for me. And then prior to that, he had a post of a SpongeBob, like his apartment, something like that was on fire. And it was like, this is how I feel when, when, when I think about things, this is where my mm. mind is at, you know? So it was like a lot of these kind of cryptic things that were going yeah. on. And then you look throughout the, the years, you see the beautiful photos, like Regina King was like, my son is everything. When she won her award in 2015, like my most important yeah. accomplishment was my mm. son. Like yeah. her only son, and that's the thing. Like I feel for this her only child, her only, child, her only right. child, right? And yeah. I'm only child too for my for my mother. You know, she went through divorce. Yeah, right. My mom went through divorce, and so I can't even imagine like yeah. what, what she's dealing with. And mm-hmm. so, black man, right. I urge you, please ask for help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, the number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So if y'all need help, if you feel like you want to commit suicide, please reach out to somebody and don't be afraid that you'll be antagonized. You'll be supported, uplifted. We also have therapyforblackmen.org as well, which is a new website that has countless therapists on there that you could sign up for and reach out to and allow them to do free consultations. Thanks for that. Sounds good. Thanks so much to our resident neuropsychiatrist, the one and only. Um, <laughs> I appreciate and- that. 
<laughs> and of course, as we mentioned, you know, uh, Ian Alexander Jr., we have to talk about Antonio Brown. Now, why am I feeling deja vu about Antonio Brown? Did we mention CTE with him in like a prior episode or was that a different? We did. We did mention him with CTE and he said essentially Antonio Brown was being offered 200 k to go to the crazy house. And again, here's this narrative that going to a mental institution is associated with being crazy. Mm -hmm. No, going to a yeah. mental institution means that you're seeking help, that you're seeking some form of evolution in your livelihood, something to better your situation. Mm -hmm. And it's all about yeah. mind, body, and soul. And they're all connected. If your mind is not right, then your body is not going to be right. Your soul is not going to be right. And that's going to affect your behavior toward yourself and behavior toward others. And so we need to destigmatize what crazy means. Being crazy should not even be a word in the dictionary in, my, in the community, at least how I feel. Saying things yeah, like, I'm sad today, or I feel I feel like I want to hurt somebody. Those things, even though I hope nobody feels that way, those are but legitimized they're real feelings. Happen, right? Yeah. I and think I mean, you just said something really profound to me. Like, so we have the word crazy, but in order, whenever we mm -hmm. feel like actually emoting or being vocal about mm -hmm. our emotions, it's like, let me replace this word with something else. Like, maybe crazy? I don't know. Because I know when I feel yeah. my emotions are all over the place, I say, I feel crazy today. That's the text message that I send right. Right? <laughs> to my girl. It's right, never, right. I feel <laughs> right. like it's never actually pinpointing what I feel. I'm trying to be more intentional about that. And I, because I feel like that helps get through whatever the feeling is quicker than just saying crazy. Absolutely. So I, I 100% right. right. agree with you there. Yep, exactly. Right. I'm guilty with that, too, as well. I mean, sometimes we just get accustomed to communicating in a certain mm -hmm. way. But I think if we are acknowledging it and being mindful of the way that we present our information, present ourselves to the world, then we could change a lot of the disparities, especially as it pertains to mental right. health. It's not crazy. It's just I have a mental illness. Now it's a matter of how do I deal right. with it? And there's nothing wrong right. with having a mental illness. We also And I think, like, trauma. we just need to normalize kind of, like, Mm -hmm. The same way that we go to a doctor, like when our heart feels weird or like exactly. our breathing is like off, like we see somebody to, you know, check it out. But for some reason, when when our heads just aren't in the right place, we just kind of like think it's just something we can just kind of solve on our own. And mm -hmm. I, I wonder why that is. Like, I wonder why when it's your mind, like it's just so different than say if it's like some other part of your body. Is it because like your mind is almost who you are and it's almost like a right. failing of you who you are if that's not okay, you know, like and I right. think that's that's the part that makes people like afraid to like seek help or like to say and pinpoint what it is which could be whatever depression mental health uh issues or you know whatever yeah. word you want to use um i think it's just the fact that like the way we associate our minds almost like it's it's who we are you know and i think once we start kind of like realizing that like every other part of your body needs to be checked from head to toe. Like you got to make yeah. sure everything's functioning. Your head has to be fun. And sometimes you just, you, it's not functioning because you're working crazy hours you're for whatever sleeping. job you have where like something <laughs> is like, yeah, like you haven't right. gotten enough sleep or like you're, you're having family issues. Like it could be any multiple things, or maybe some people just have a, a genetic predisposition to depression, mm -hmm. a clinical depression. Like there's so many mm -hmm. reasons for it. And so I think we just need to change the narrative. We just need to like normalize it. And that's will be like a step in the right direction. And it's crazy you say that because uh, my health policy internship that I'm doing this month, actually today I was at the, again, Capitol building. We were actually trying to pass a bill um, that basically states that the same way that you get reimbursement or payment for diseases like treating chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, things like that, there should be 
is screening for depression, anxiety, and normalizing that treatment plan mm-hmm. because there's a difference in the pay skills mm-hmm. that you don't even right. realize. And that will make people less likely to go see a psychiatrist because like, it's like, now I got to reach out and pay more money for this copay or whatever the right. case may be. So even that right. rhetoric at the political level is already manifesting on the individualized level and that we got to be able to say, hey, I need help. Like, I don't need to have to pay two, three hundred dollars if I don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, I make right. it reasonable, essentially. So everybody has access. I do. Yeah, it's it's I, it's like it's weird. I've just been feeling and that's maybe too cryptic for me to say, but I've just been feeling like the spirit of just like death, mm-hmm. just like with all the this news. And it really makes me want to kind of like check out. And just like remove myself a little bit from what's going on in the society because you know sometimes i feel like things like that can kind of like it kind of like you feel you, you know like you feel that like heaviness of like what's right. going on in society and like you know we talked about chesley christ we talked about you know ian alexander and what about lauren smith fields who i kind of mentioned got the mm. names mixed up that was my bad but you know she um is a woman who was found dead in her apartment after going on some bumble date with a guy who was like a couple years her senior. I think he was like 37. Um, And she was found dead from what seems like it was a drug overdose. I think they said there was some fentanyl involved, alcohol, you know, some other hard drugs. Um, But it's just the fact of the delay in her case um, with like them actually trying to figure out what happened to her because apparently the mom came to the house Mm -hmm. and was like trying to get detectives on the case. The detectives were moving slow or they weren't really like collecting the necessary evidence. And I just wonder like, why is there all this delay when it comes to a black woman's life, you know, that's that's just like not there any like why is it safe it was a white woman we've had we've talked about even on previous like yeah. podcast episodes of white women who were found dead i think some mm-hmm. woman by the name of miss Pet- like petito yep. or something gabby like petito. that like petito, yep. gabby petito yes mm-hmm. you know we talked about these women and how like their case seemed to kind of just like go by like like you know like water like it just was flowed it missing and, white woman was, syndrome or something like that I don't know what it is. And you know what? Like, I'm not trying to like minimize anybody's death. Like death is death and it's horrible. Right. But it's just the fact of like, when it comes to like now, you know, black woman or like, it's like, why are we not as important? You know? And that's why you have all these like missing black people who we don't hear about for Mm. years and they just stay missing compared to what, you know, it's like all this, like this domino effect of like things just being nonchalant when it comes to our lives and i just think we need to like we need to change something like i don't know what is left to do to figure this situation out but i don't know what you guys' thoughts on on the story because i felt kind of like i don't know if i would, could say i was necessarily surprised after hearing about things like brianna taylor and just people whose lives have just been thrown like seen as garbage like i just don't know if i was surprised but it's definitely disappointing to see that we're still continuing this like this charade of you know we, not yeah. caring we know we know why they don't care. It's, we know why. We see you never Brianna Taylor. We see with Sandra yeah. Bland. Like they don't care. It's, it's the sad. infrastructure of supremacy, mm-hmm. the lack of perception and awareness of, of why black women lives matter just as much as anyone's lives matters. Yeah. Especially to me, they matter even more than anybody else. But at the end of the day, it took them two days. Yeah. Her mother had to literally go to her daughter's apartment and they left a note saying Hey, like we've conducted an investigation here. Call us at this number. Like what? Right. Two days after the fact that she died, and then the right. the family contacts the detectives, and the response is when the mother asks, "Hey, so why you didn't let us know? Like what's going on? Does he seem oh, nice? You guys didn't need to find out. Like, huh? 
What kind of response? He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Investigate. Like there is just something that's just like really fishy about that, right? And one of the there was two detectives on the case. One of the detectives he just retired last Friday. The other detective was is currently suspended by the mayor of of Bridgeport for mishandling of the actual investigation. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, now not to place blame. You know, like people they could deal with whoever they want, but. If you find one person living and another person dead, there is should be suspicion. There's drugs involved. There was a common right. human involved. Like there should be some type of suspicion or awareness of what's going on. Like yo, like we need to do investigation. We need to figure out like if he he could have brought the bag of fentanyl, or whatever, and then over right. helped the overdose. That's still a criminal right. charge at the end of the day. Right. Fentanyl is not a legal drug to be using, regardless. So right. at minimum, something need to be placed down on this man. And I, I just feel sorry for the family at the end of the day. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if that was my daughter, like, I would have to, I would have to take a body, son. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no repercussion for this man. He walking around, yeah. smiling, living his life. He still got his yeah. job as an engineer, making his bags where we, we lost one of our wow. precious, beautiful black women. Like, we, right. we need to stand up for this. This is ridiculous, yeah. bro. This, and this and like, not- what did he, what did he do? Like, I just, I think I'm missing the part where like this man was like trying to actively reach out to, family for this girl like did he do did he reach out at all like i'm just confused because it seems like he found her dead maybe i don't think told, he like, reached out he didn't reach out he didn't reach I'm out just, he didn't directly like contact them at all he just they came in did whatever and then he left and lived his life and that's the crazy part about it is like bro you don't even have any sense of decency any sense of integrity to reach yeah. out be like hey i'm sorry and then contact even like let him know like condolences <laughs> at minimum right. That's why. Right. right you can have sex with her right you can right. drink and party with her right but like reaching out to the family about their dead daughter is too much of an ask i'm just i'm uh, but are we here we yeah, are again I though can. are we so it's sad, but are we surprised? Like, how many stories have we That's heard true. similar? Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but are we That's surprised? Yeah. Like, none of this ever. I see it, and it's. I don't know if I live in a perpetual state of jadedness at this point. <laughs> it could very well be, but the amount of stories we've surprised. shared like this in the last two years, y'all. Are we surprised? Too many. That's why, like, I'm recalling mm-hmm. stories we've talked about in previous episodes. Like, that's how yep. recent these events yeah. have been. Like, it's crazy, you know? And, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, with Lauren Smith-Fields and her death, it's, like, it's sad because situations like this, in terms of just disregard for Black life, even trickles down to the health systems um, setting. Mm-hmm. And this has to do with a study that was uh, recently, or kind of just, yeah, a study that was actually recently um, underwent from the timing of uh, during like COVID-19 from January to October 1st, 2020. And mm-hmm. they pretty much just found out in the study, like how black patients tend to have more negative patient descriptors on and racism in their medical records compared to their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. in terms of like using words, like a patient is non-adherent or aggressive or agitated, like these are things that um, we're more likely to be associated with a black patient's um medical history than a white patient and i think this you know i'm sure we all have our thoughts on this but i think of course this trickles down to systemic racism historical racism medical racism all the types of racisms that you can think of it's uh, it all still functions within our society and the sad part and not to say that this is like the part that's like going to solve all types of racism or especially medical racism it's just the fact that like it's filled you when you have just a, a physician workforce 
that's constantly like just inundated with like just white physicians and who are, mm-hmm. but then still having to treat majority black patients, all of their biases and all of their, you know, like their rate, I'll say their racism will then boil down and affect their patient. And I mm-hmm. think that like the fact that we haven't solved this, this gap when it comes to physicians who are minorities, you know, who then can treat other minorities mm-hmm. and help to kind of minimize that gap we're still in this in this crappy yeah. position so i don't know what are you guys thoughts I think on it's, it's going to take us as medical professionals being in places of power to be able to train these physicians and get them to see see it from our lens if you will you know like if every right. program director is a white male or white female and that you know they their patient population may very well be more more african-american but the experience is different remember we talked about there was a study or something maybe a survey i remember seeing like a youtube clip of it where they asked residents about black people's Mm -hmm. pain tolerance and Mm -hmm. they all were like oh yeah black people they 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 can Mm -hmm. tolerate more pain for whatever the reason was and then i think it, it had to do with like the um the drug epidemic, like the narcotics epi- epidemic, et cetera, and like sickle cell patients and how they're treated for pain. They think that our bodies function differently. Like we're built for pain. Yeah. So I think all that to say, cause I'm meandering, it takes us being <laughs> in positions of power to where we can actually teach and have these conversations because if they don't hear it, right. like they may never even think about it. And these biases that they have will perpetuate. We need more of us right. in leadership, point blank, period. period. I mean, I think these are issues that's inherent in the medical institution. If we look at in the late 1800s, they were literally right. mutilating, you know, the genitals of black women. Mm-hmm. We look at the right. issues as it pertains to when psychiatric wards, when they would experiment with black inmates with psychiatric illnesses using lobotomies without anesthesia. We look at Tuskegee's yeah. experiment. I mean, yeah. we look we look at the countless issues where they've experimented with black bodies and have accepted that as the standard in medicine. And so this has kind of perpetuated through through time. And just like anything else, when we talk about trauma, which is a different issue, it evolves in a different way. And I think in this instance, it's evolved in the way that we're perceived by our medical physicians and providers. And it's the actual like study was crazy, like alarming statistic mm-hmm. that like I was like, wow, it's crazy. But I, I believe so. I mean, it makes sense. But it said blacks had 2.54 times the odds of having negative descriptors than whites. Yeah. And some of these descriptors meant non-compliant, was very aggressive, rude, argumentative. And how does that affect the actual patient care at the indiv- individualized level when they see a black man, for instance, who comes in with a do-rag and they come from an enriched area, you know what I'm saying, in Calabasas or in Malibu or something like mm-hmm. that? How will they interact with that patient? You know, like that. Mm. And that's why we have to be, as Erica said, in these places and be a source of inspiration, encouragement for our own people so that we know right. we can relate to them. We can connect mm-hmm. with them. We can treat them in a way and the perspective that we understand where they're coming from, as opposed to someone else that comes out of the community. It's like, oh, yeah, just this man, let's just do whatever. Oh, yeah, you have diabetes. OK, well, I don't know what to tell you. We'll give you this man's hop on your merry way. Like we understand yeah. the environmental impact, right. right? We understand what medicine has constituted and led us to this 
place. And so I think we just have to bring that broader awareness. And the issue, again, stems from the lack of us being represented. We only make a 5%. We got to get up to 13%. So med schools, y'all got to catch up and stop playing these games. There's a lot of black med students. Bring the numbers up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's sad that we're ending run the list on this note because like, I feel like it's supposed to be a month of love and everything. But we're getting to that, right? I mean, we're getting to that with Erica. She's going to come with it soon enough. This guy is singing. (laughs) But that... I was missing. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was on my... (laughs) Okay, heard you. Heard you. you. (laughs) I'm mad at it. The next, the next, uh, Frank, what's, what's it, Frank, uh, Sinatra? Yeah, I heard it right there. Um, Thank you so much. I can't wait to AMAC. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna showcase that voice off. Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement. Yeah, got you. Okay. Well, anyway, that was it for Run the List to all our listeners. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, be sure to reach out to us at podcast at snma.org if you have any questions or you want anything featured on the podcast. But thanks so much. And we will see you guys in the next segment. Black love. All right, y'all. So as we enter February, love is in the air. I guess. Is that because of Valentine's Day? Like, anyway, okay. And we're all, well, y'all know, love is in the air all the time with us here on the podcast. But we're all about Black love, obviously. Right? Yes. 100%. Okay. We are. We, we are. We're trying. Okay. We're trying to maintain. Okay. So, what is Black love? I want to have this discussion with you guys. And then we're going, we go. Okay. I, I give you, I know all going to come with something today. So what is black love? <laughs> and then how many, this is a good question. How many positive role models do you see for black love, whether it be in personal life or in the media? So let's do those two questions first. I'll let, let's let, let's let the gentleman go first. So what's black love to you, Aldwin? Oh, thank you very much. Such a gentle woman. (laughs) You're holding the door. I am. You're talking about black love. You're holding the door. The door is open. I'm glad Erica said go first because I was ready to, you know. I know how to set y'all up because Isabella is going to come for something. It's better this way. It's it's better this way. So that way I have a direct answer to whatever all this is. So I'm very grateful for you, sis. Oh, it's all right. Honestly, honestly, y'all trying to drag people, but honestly, (laughs) now with Black, now honestly, like for me, you know, I've I've always embraced Black love. Again, I believe that I'm going to have a Black woman in my life. I will marry a Black woman. I will have have a black son and black daughter in the future. And I think black love is a representation of what we need the most in our community because we've been in such disconnected spaces and there's so much tension that's been built based off of the infrastructure of white supremacy, institutionalized racism, stereotype threat and the like. And so we got to continue to empower each other and create these conversations and dialogue where it's between us as men and the woman and understanding each other's psyche, understanding each other's grievances, understanding why we don't necessarily connect in many ways, but we do connect in many ways and celebrating the similarities that we have. To me, black love is the greatest thing that you can find. I mean, you see Barack Obama and, you know, Michelle Obama, you see Jay-Z and Beyonce. I mean, these are the people that often are spotlighted, but I think we don't spotlight it enough at the end of the day. We spotlight 
people twerking. We spotlight cars, jewelry, people using the B word. I mean, we look back at the 1990s, 1980s. It was nothing but love. You know, we see Lionel Richie, you know, like doing his thing with the Jerry Curls. That's one of my mans, man. My mom used to play him on Sundays. You feel me? I used to be jamming. Like, hello, is it me you're looking for? You know oh, okay. That's, you know, bringing it back to them days. But now it's just like, it's just so much animosity toward each other, animosity toward the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. And to me, black love resembles being able to recreate that connection that we once had and that we lost. Look at the R&B. Like, who's, who's a top R&B artist right now? Like, ain't no love making songs no more. I was just no saying more. that today. Hey, it's gone. That's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But black love is there. You just got to be able to find it. And it, even social media is not what is reality at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I will say this. I love black women, cherish black women. I support black women. I protect black women. And I will forever be connected to black women. You know what I mean? So shout out to y'all. Thank you. What a beautiful, beautiful start. It's unfortunate that I'm going to have to take it down. You know, when I when I think of black love, I think fantasy. Um, Ouch. Just, you know, and you know what? There was a moment. There was a moment of my life, Aldwin, where I really believed that black love is like something that is just so achievable and it's just so common and it's just waiting for me hand and foot mm-hmm. that's a, that's a lie that's a di- it's a lie and you know why, why because because i'm a black woman in medicine and already i've decided that my life is going to be based on getting through a program where there's going to be very little black men that i'll probably be able to interact with outside of like say you know in a work setting or even just time after like a work because the training is so long mm-hmm. and yeah. mo- and you know like medical school plus residency like that's those are isolating times especially when you really have to put in all those hours for it so the likelihood that you're just gonna have find like find your your knight in shining armor knight your or woman <laughs> or your like damsel in distress like within that those periods of time is on the lower mm-hmm. side and so that's why it's become more common that you see black women sometimes you know dating outside of their race vice versa for black men if you look at the black men right now who are in your field aldwin t- most of them are not dating people who look like that's me cap. That's cap. no, no, no it's, it's true my boy aldwin. Here right now he's with a black woman my boy but that's your friends that's woman let it be known hold up i knew alvin no, was gonna nobody, say cap in this no, conversation we're not gonna do that rhetoric, nah, Aldwin, that rhetoric your bro. friends are not yeah, the best nah, they're not nah. they're not the they're not the focus group you can't use them as the as the proxy for what i'm saying numbers wise i want you to look at the 90 percent of black men are with a black woman Where'd you get that statistic from? I want to check this. Where's the statistic? Erica, we got a fact check. I mean, I'm okay. If that's the case, great. Even if it's not the case, I'm great. I don't love this love. Because it's like, (laughs) it's media that try to, like, media creates this perception that you see all these celebrities, for instance, like the NBA and all that, like you, every one of them, it looks like they're all with other women, white women, Asian women, the case may be. But that is a small percentage of what is the reality, right? And obviously, I'm using anecdotal evidence, but I'm also using statistical evidence to say that I truly believe and know that there are black men that mostly preferentially Mm -hmm. date 
and marry and that's black and that's very woman. nice you can per, you can have all the preferences you want but the reality the reality is what are the that's numbers showing what are the results 90%. the results are that either black men are probably dating and let's just and let me just let's let me preface I've this never by saying this. let's say let's uh, uh, but you're so, one person. What is happening out of, right let's, now? let's let's find. <laughs> I, I know let's, two other people. Let's use. <laughs> let's use. <laughs> let's use. No, because this is rhetoric. No, no, yo, this is rhetoric. No, All Alden. the time, black men don't <laughs> get with black women. Like yo, no, like there's black men. No, like, yo, Alden, black women. Like Alden. we out here. It's like oh yeah, everybody. Let, let's yo, talk it, about. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Flag on the play. This is black. We're talking about black love. This is this is the the love the month of love. Y'all are not about to be on here fighting back and forth. We're not fighting. No, no, no. Listen, this this is all yeah. This is all love. It's all black love. This is all in good. This is all in good faith. Yeah, we're not. We're not some hope. My God. Yeah. Right, I'll say this, right? right? I think that black love <laughs> is loved, like, is cherished more by black women than black men. I feel like black women hold on to that concept of black love better than black men do. And then if I, and it puts us, it puts us in positions where black women stay single for long periods of time because they're waiting for this, like, thing to happen. And black men just, they don't care. They're just, whatever comes, whether it's, you know, like an Asian white woman, whatever, as long as she like has the qualities that he needs in a spouse, he's not really looking at race anymore. And I feel like black women will actually like say, no, I do not want to date outside of my race specifically because they're looking for black love. And then they sit here single for like longer than they need to be. And I think that's why I'm saying that I think black love can be a fantasy if you allow it to like remove all your other options. And like, now you're, you're stuck on this dream. Like mm. that's me trying to be realistic, the, but there are a lot of black men out like what who what is a prince charming or a king to a black woman that's in a professional space number 1 number 2 there are plenty of black men that are out there i think another thing is taking initiative to be in places you can't just sit at home and study all day and think you're mm-hmm. going to meet your king or queen and same goes for men you can't be inside right. when everybody's outside and not literally like being at a party or whatever but conferences going to virtual webinars going to armac going to amec even if you can't attend in person like being able to connect to people in these spaces is just as cr- critically important as much as it is to know your physiology or know that cholecystitis causes bilirubin, elevated bilirubin, whatever the case may be, right? So we got to invest mm-hmm. in having a relationship as well as we invest in our own personal lives in terms of getting all these accomplishments and accolades. And I think oftentimes people, they be, they complacent, honestly. Like, it's like, get the degree, like even for myself, as opposed to like developing these personal connections that even outside of relationships, like people that could help me build my business, you know, get all of these networks, like get all of this podcast and stuff going on. You feel me? So that's yeah. how I feel about that in particular. That was a healthy debate. I appreciate the perspectives. So I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna give y'all my perspective. I posted this last year on Instagram. Ooh. For Black History Month, show Ooh. proof bonus right here. This oh, is you. this is an, an original. Okay. So, and this is how I feel about Black love. <laughs> so, black is not considered a color as it absorbs all the colors of the visible spectrum and reflects none of them to the eyes. Black is beauty, complexity, strength, glory. It is history, the present, and the future. It's a vibe. That's how I feel about black love. 
I love that. That's beautiful. That's a great yes. way to end that question. Because I'm not going to yes. be on my soapbox I'm... the whole time. Now nah, we got to end it at some point. But this, so you guys see, we got all three perspectives. See, Erica we has did. to end on the lighthearted. You know, Alden has his but, dreams. And I have reality. But, it's great. Because uh, <laughs> I want it. Because we got to, we, now we, we need to talk about dating in school, right? Right. So Dreams come into I reality. Mean, okay. <laughs> Dreams of you saw all of what? was hurt when I said that. That's why I said it. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with y'all. I was so listen though. Mm. Come, all right. So let's come on. Yeah. Are we gathered? Okay. Because yeah, it's the love episode right now. You're right. So, You're right. How do you find love and or keep the love alive while juggling medical school? I could speak on that. Mm. Please do. Okay. Y'all want to go first? I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. I think it takes somebody that understands at that, like they have to have a life of their own, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, They have to have something that they are working towards because we're too preoccupied to just be present at all times. Um, But I think it takes somebody that understands your desires, your dreams, your passions, and respects them above right. everything. Because right. people can say, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I'm dating so-and-so. He knows I'm in medical school. But does he respect it? Because right. respecting that looks completely different than just knowing. Respecting it is, okay, she has these hours, X amount of hours that are dedicated to study. I'm not going to be on her phone being the temptation because... You know, sometimes we can succumb to the temptation, whether whether we think it's best or not. Um, right. But I think it just it takes somebody that truly understands and respects your grind. That's and right. they have to have their own. Period. If they don't, they'll be all up in your Kool Aid, mixing mm-hmm. up your flavor. Text you, you won't know whether during you... business hours. Oh no, that's just yeah. that's not cute. You won't know whether you're coming or going. So right. That's my perspective. Hope it helps. So we, I think we ended on a great note. Unless Izzy, you got something else to say, but you know, I think I've said enough. I think I smoking the bear. I was trying not to bring a gray cloud onto this Valentine's Day month, but I couldn't. I couldn't let my sisters down. Who's listening to this? We have to be. We have to be released, guys. It's time. It's time for us to remove the shackles. So. I'm always going to shackles. <laughs> ain't no shackles over here. Everybody free and predetermined to live the life they choose. Dreams become Period. reality. Period. 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 I, my dream is black love, but am I going to die before it happens? No, I will not. That's I'm just... dying. I'm dying for black love. So <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't nothing about that. That's how I feel. I die and stay on that. So you feel how you feel. I respect it. But at the end of the day, we love and cherish each other, and that's what matters at the end of the day. We can still that's cultivate our communities in one shape or form. And I appreciate you, Izzy, you know, doing your thing. I appreciate you, Aldi. I agree I disagree. You so much. <laughs> we always no. do, and it's still fine. It's still okay. Right. You know what? Well, we didn't do this time around. We didn't do the um, the draft. Remember we did the draft last last year? We did the uh, the the... The draft for like Valentine's Day. 
Y'all remember what I'm talking about? Draft. Like, I don't remember. It was like the the dating draft, like between these months and these months. That's when you you know you got your starting starting oh, lineup and then you date. Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't oh, do that right. this year. Oh, yeah. You're right. I, used to, I feel like we gave announcements yeah. every episode That's on where fact. we were at prior yeah, to Valentine's Day, so yeah. we got. Well, yeah, we're, we're at, at the, the undrafted. We're in the playoffs right that's, now. That's a fact. That, oh, yeah, she like said undrafted. undrafted. That's just Listen, what it is. Yeah, you're drafted by us. We love you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you you all star. That's it. You all star. And all our books. <laughs> well, this is great. I appreciated this space for us to talk about black love. And now we could talk about money, 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 money. Financial corner, the, the corner, corner. We we out here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get a theme song, bro. Hold on up, like, we gotta get a theme I'm song. I'm done. But <laughs> just as much as we are trying to promote black love, you must also promote self love and love of your finances. And this is what the yeah. financial corner provides to you today. We'll be talking about how to improve your credit because credit is the gateway to other opportunities, whether it's buying a home, getting a new car, whether it's building business credit so that you can open your own practice or building the opportunity for the future for your loved ones, for your children. So one of the first things people ask is like, my credit is bad. Like, what is one of the things? How can I improve my credit? Well, one of the first things you could do is pay your credit card balances strategically. So most people that have credit cards, the most strategic people that have credit cards, they use less than 30% of the limit on their card. So for instance, if you got a $2,000 card, you want to ensure that at any given point, you don't have any more than $700 that you got to pay back on that credit card. And most of the mm-hmm. highest scorers that use credit cards, they have less than 10 7%. And another thing is when you got a credit card, if you use your credit card to purchase any items, please, 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 within that actual month, pay it back. So if you got a seven hundred dollar TV that you bought, if you can't afford it, do not use your credit card on it. Because we get into this, we try to glorify things like, oh yeah, I need this new, this accessory, this new, this and that, these new Gucci belts, these ah, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, is it worth it? Because you want to create assets over liabilities, and creating a liability yep. is going to ensure that you stay impoverished. So please, 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 right. if you have a credit card, keep your balance to less than 30%. You know what I mean, and that will create more opportunities for you in the future. Another thing, right? Pay your bills on time. See, what I do is I I automatically authorize my bills. Like I have them, like, for instance, I know every month my AT&T bill for my internet is $60.60. My mortgage is, you know, over $1,500, whatever the case may be, but it's authorized on February 1st. You know what I mean? And also mm-hmm. my, my, my light bill as well. Because it just keeps it simple, especially we as med students, we're always busy, we're always studying. So it's easy to get lost in the nuances. And once if right. if you lose that ability to pay that payment within 30 days, then a lot of these people, they go into collection. Sometimes it takes even longer. Sometimes they give you like a little leeway or whatever the case may be. But that could mm-hmm. drop you. Like that happened to me three, four years ago where I forgot that I had a bill that was like three months, four months, and it dropped my credit score by 100. You know what I mean? And you, there's no way to really predict wow. like your credit score. You feel me at the end of the day? So you, you want to treasure treasure your credit score as much as you treasure your own life because that's literally your livelihood, especially being a right, physician because, sure. again, it will open your doors. And I think another thing that we take for granted is dispute credit report errors. So oftentimes, for instance, I had I have this app that I use. It's called Experian, and for me, I pay monthly. Is what it is. What it is it's twenty six dollars a month, 
but I could check my credit score at any point in given. I could log in right now and look at my credit score and look at anybody if they want to send for collections. And I had a collection for a federal loan from Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Rutgers, but not so much shout out to Rutgers because they try to, you know, curve me on that. And I was, I typed in, I was like, yo, I'm disputing this because I'm in school. Like, I can't pay these loans. And they were like, you owe yeah, this right. in such amount. Like, please check your credit history because people will go after you and not even acknowledge the situation you're in, right? Like, there's right. sometimes ways that things just get through. Although you may be in deferment or forbearance or whatever the case may be, please check your credit report and look through it one by one. So I advise people, get an app where you could, like, look at your credit score monthly because it, it could shift from month to month. Like, literally, one error could shift your credit score by 30, 40 points. And I told you, it happened to me. By 100 points, I lost. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then another thing is you could actually get and improve your credit score based off of increasing your um, using your rent and utility payment. So you could even Netflix, you could use things like Hulu. You could use your actual mortgage payments that you're paying on a monthly ba basis to increase your credit mm -hmm. score, which is one of the most beautiful things. And some of these credit scoring agencies don't utilize it. And there's actually over 100 credit scoring agencies that are out there. So the most mm. typical, you know, are TransUnion, Experian, and, and the like. So I think one of the things you can do is, you know, be able to utilize, you know, your rent, your utility payments, and add that to your credit because it's obviously building a sense of this guy, this or this woman is able to pay on time and is very responsible. And that's what credit is a representation uh, of what you do. And then last, please, please, please add to your credit mix. You know, you want to have different accounts, right? So sometimes it's cool have one credit card, but sometimes have another credit card that you could use because it's like you're building credit in a different area. So you might have a credit mm. card for Macy's. You might have a credit card for Bank of America. So every time you go to Macy's, use that Macy's card only when you're in Macy's. Use that credit card for Best Buy only when you're in Best Buy. And make sure that you pay it down as soon as possible. And I mean within that same month. And that will improve your credit score. So more credit more opportunities, more opportunities, more money. And we out here trying to get the bag. So if you with the bag, holla, financial corner. We're in the corner. I actually hey. love this because like, I was really thinking about, cause I had to pay bills today. It is the first right. of the month, you know? So, right. and like, you right. know, I have a credit card. And so like, I've just been trying to be modest with that, but I definitely like hear what you're saying in terms of like keeping it low. Cause I don't like to use like the max on my credit card. It just makes me feel like I that's just a lot of have to pay back. Yeah. Right. So like, interest. I think this is really, yeah. Interest grows all that stuff. So like, yeah, I think this is really applicable to like a lot of us. Cause like a lot mm -hmm. of us probably have like a credit card or so, but like you want to still be mindful. Like, you know, we're also most of us like using just loans right now to like pay for majority of things. So like this is money that has to be paid back eventually. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a good reminder, like, you know, for us to be mindful of like all the ways that our money's kind of being, you know, sorted out. So we don't end up being in more debt than we need to, because we already are in a lot of debt, you know, being in this field. So yeah, I appreciated that our financial corner export expert slash resident neuropsychologist. You have too many hats, Aldo, and you got to give gotta, me one of those hats. Yo, y'all need that hat, though. We'll give Izzy the black love hat, you know, when she comes over the dark Ooh, side. Yeah, okay, okay. You know? When I show for my black husband, y'all can give me the black love hat. I'll wear that. <laughs> Is she good? <laughs> you got the hat, girl. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our show. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Lounge. 
Let us know your thoughts about the discussion we had today or ask us a question for a chance to be featured on consults by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Be sure to follow the SNMA um, on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. Check us out on IG, Facebook, Twitter. And thanks for tuning in. We outside. See, See you guys next episode. We outside. Do, do, do. Woo. Are right, we, we done? Oh, are we done? Are we finished? Uh, I'm going to holler at you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>